This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Can I Steal You for a Second podcast, a Bachelor podcast and part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Hey, everybody. Welcome into another episode of Can I Steal You for a Second? I'm Ashley Young, joined by Natalie Zamora. I feel like we just started watching Paradise, and lo and behold, we are down to the final few weeks with a three-hour episode next week on the horizon. And I can't imagine needing three hours after I felt like we didn't have enough for two hours this week. But we did have a lot of relationships forming, a little bit of chaos, and we're going to dive all into that. And we're excited for you guys to join us. Natalie, what'd you make of yesterday's episode? Yeah, definitely felt like a filler episode. Um, there were a few key things that happened, but overall, it probably could have been an hour. Um, I feel like this is kind of the usual filler episode. I'm predicting next week we'll have those kind of jitters of, are we actually going to get engaged at the end of this? Should we just break up? Um, don't know why. It'll be three hours. But Last night was a little bit boring, I have to say. A little bit boring. And, you know, this isn't the first season of Paradise. And every time I watch, there's a part of me that, like, does an internal gasp at the word engagement. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't believe after such few time together, we're already talking about engagements. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, when you're talking about engagement with your, you know, partner, I would imagine you're already fully in love. You've been dating for a long time. And you're, you know, ready for that next step. These people are like, I think I could fall in love with you, possibly. So let's get engaged in two weeks. It's just, uh, the show is funny. It's definitely funny. And it's been entertaining. I think my favorite part has to hate watch truthfully has been the the Kendall and Joe back and forth. And last night it came to a head because obviously it's never fun to watch your ex move on to watch your ex move on right in front of you and very comfortably and quickly. I can't imagine how hard that is. Um, especially when you don't even have your cell phone to like distract you. Like you are literally just watching this unfold in real time and you can see Kendall looks just faded. She does not look like she's doing well. And she decides to talk to Joe and basically says, I never stopped loving you. And that messed me up because I was like, girl, you could have worked through this in real life, mm-hmm. not with a bunch of cameras and producers. And it really took me aback that we made it this far in the season for her to come forward and be that explicit. Yeah, it's just the whole conversation that they had, it was hard to watch because they were speaking in circles kind of again, as when, you know, the day that she came onto the show. Um, And it was sad because at the end of the day, she's not going to move to Chicago. That's the whole issue. So her saying she still loves Joe and all of that, it's like, does it really matter to him at this point? And it sucks because he even said, you know, in a confessional shortly after that, you know, if she wanted this, why didn't she tell me before I came on the show? Like I'm moving on already. So the whole thing was a mess and poorly executed. And I I do feel really bad for her. 
you're so like, they're called deal breakers for a reason. People don't tend to, you know, sway or compromise their deal breakers. Yeah. And if Chicago is a deal breaker for Kendall, babe, you got to move on or Mm -hmm. compromise. I don't know what you're going to get out of this conversation. And I think she truly anticipated Joe reciprocating those feelings. Mm -hmm. And when he said, I wouldn't have come here if I wasn't over you. That was so hard to watch because she truly looked like she had held on to hope Mm -hmm. and did not expect him to say that. Yeah, it was really tough. And especially because, you know, we've seen them as a couple and everything. We saw them meet on Paradise and they were such a strong couple, like not problematic at all. You know, I'm sure so many people were rooting for them, but I think it was just definitely time for her to leave, leave Paradise. It was too much. It was too much. And, you know, we love to watch. We love to hate watch. We love the drama. Mm-hmm. It's hard to see someone heartbroken. And I'm kind of glad she's gone because obviously that wasn't going anywhere. Joe and Serena seem to be all in, which is mm-hmm. blowing my mind. I can't buy into that relationship. The age gap, <laughs> they just, I don't know. I don't get it. Are you, can you convince me otherwise? <laughs> Yeah, I think they are cute. And I think that I get convinced when I see them talking because they do have so many inside jokes. It seems like they have the same, you know, sarcastic sense of humor, which is really cute to me. But I do, I'm always thinking, you know, the age gap there, they act pretty differently. Um, They probably want different things. So they're cute. Definitely. I buy it on the island, but I'm curious to see kind of in real life if they do get engaged or if they do just keep dating, how that's going to go. Yeah. 23. I mean, to each their own. That's so young for an engagement. Yeah. Especially when Joe is obviously much older. What is he? 35. So Mm -hmm. it just seems like they're on different, different paths right now. So we'll see what happens. Um, Ed and Damar arrived this week, though, uh, and I love an end-of-season arrival. I think it's a fun little mix-up on Paradise. There, you'll remember them from Claire and Tasha's season, and I guess Marissa said that you know she was only hoping to meet Damar, which threw me for a loop because her and Riley seemed like all in. Yeah, that really did shock me as well. Um her and Riley have been so cute the entire time. They both seem, you know, head over heels. And when she, <laughs> she like Damar walked down and she just like gasped, her jaw was dropped. And then, you know, she went on to say that that's who she wanted to see, which uh, I don't know. It's like, I'm sure it was surprising for him to come on, but I don't know, just pretend you didn't want to see him because you're already in a relationship now. So I think that ship has sailed. <laughs> Yeah, let it go. That's not what you want to hear when you think your relationship is going well, that the person they kind of wanted to date before you is now easily available. So caught me off guard, but I'm with you. Just keep that to yourself. There's no need to advertise that. Um, But we also saw Natasha kind of get her, her redemption, if you will. It felt good to see her happy and smiling and on a date. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, It's funny just because I'm sure producers, anytime there's new arrivals, the producers kind of tell them, go, go talk to people, go talk to, you know, this person who's single. But I just loved how 
pretend that doesn't happen. The two new people we had Joe and then we had Ed um, and this two, you know, recent episodes immediately wanted to talk to Natasha, which was amazing and just funny because of Brendan saying, you know, she would have no other prospects if I wasn't here. So take that, Brendan. I'm still salty about it. Screw him. I'm with yeah. you. Take that. She has so many <laughs> options. She yes. is so, first of all, beautiful and poised and even how she handled all of that. I'm still mm-hmm. in awe because I feel like I would have made a fool of myself on TV and she really held her head high. So it's good to see it. And I'm glad that we had some options for her to indulge in this week. Um, you know, I love to hate on the dates. Obviously, it's my favorite part of the show. <laughs> what do we think of, you know, the Kenny and Maury naked taco date that we had prepared? It was absolutely atrocious. Definitely the worst date in my recent memory of this franchise. Um, I absolutely hated it. And I usually make fun of the dates, but I'm never this you know, against it, but I thought it was terrible. I didn't understand the point of it. Um, They ate tacos off of each other's naked bodies when, you know, the woman that I'm assuming cooked the food was just standing there watching. And why? We understand Kenny's the naked guy. That's his thing. Cool. We already know that. So I did not, (laughs) I did not get this at all. I thought it was so stupid. It was a lot to process and like just the naked stuff. I'm getting, like you said, we get it. Kenny likes to be naked. They're all have crazy, nice bodies, but the eating of the thing. And then the icing on the cake for the cringe for me was like the comments they made about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Mari said something like Kenny has a great platter yeah. and he was like, Mari's the hottest plate I've ever seen. And it was too much for me. I'm like, let's let the analogy or, you know, metaphors go, whatever. This is too much, too much. And the black boxes, we love a black box on the show. But I was like, come on, this is the strangest date. I want to see like actual interactions, but whatever. Um, Because they're falling in love. And I guess that's all that really matters at the end of the day. Yeah. And before they did say they were falling in love, Kenny who's 40 years old, said that he never says that he loves anyone, which I was like, come on, red flag. What are you doing, Mari? She said, like, who was the last person you said it to? And he said, my dog. And it's like, I don't know. I'm not a fan of that. It's it's just a little weird to be 40 years old and you don't say love. It's like you're scared of the L word or something. Okay, so obviously that rattled me to my core because... (laughs) 40 years is a long time to never say that. Mm-hmm. And I imagine if you go on The Bachelor or Bachelorette or Bachelor in Paradise, you don't strike me as someone that's particularly shy. Mm-hmm. And so I can't even chalk it up to like he's been shy or sheltered or timid. You're clearly outgoing, you're naked and going on national television. So the fact that you've never been able to pursue a relationship to that level where you feel those feelings or feel comfortable saying that, that is a huge red flag. Mm -hmm. 40 years is a lot of life, a lot of life. And I, (laughs) I don't know if I could let that go if I were her, that might make me have some doubts. 
Yeah, I would definitely question it kind of like, well, why not? Like, what happened? Um, Because it's, it's really weird. And like, to the point where he's able to say he's falling in love with Mari now after however many weeks, it's like, then why me? Like, how have you not experienced this before when it took us, you know, a couple weeks? I'm sure what they have is special and, you know, sweet and everything, but it's a red flag. I am sketched out. Yeah, you know, (laughs) I don't think it's on her to kind of navigate his first authentic relationship. Mm -hmm. Uh, That seems like a lot of work to teach a grown man kind of what what that word means and the commitment that it entails. So we'll see. I mean, there's previews for upcoming episodes with a lot of tears, a lot of fighting. Maybe Mm -hmm. these red flags become more apparent, but I'm with you. That's a huge no in my book. Um, Or maybe we'll unpack that and he'll, you know, share all of his trauma with America next (laughs) week. Who knows? As we often do. So you know, they're falling in love, which I always think is such a weird way to say I'm not in love with you yet, but maybe one day I could be um, <laughs> with engagements on the line. Um, but I think this moment kind of stole the show this week was Riley and Marissa. Mm-hmm. They had a very, um, I think, impactful conversation. And one of those real life conversations where Riley kind of opened up about his background And I think all of America collectively was like, Riley, like, it's okay. I just want to hug you. Um, Which I don't think is a red flag. If you are scared of a relationship because of Mm -hmm. what you've experienced in your life, it's like a 180 from the, I've never said, I love you. It's here's why I feel the way that I do, but I'm willing to be vulnerable with you, which is so romantic. Yeah, I agree. I loved Riley opening up and I felt like with Marissa, it was borderline. Like she was forcing it a little bit. I was nervous. She was gonna get mad and kind of guilt him into opening up, but it did seem pretty, pretty, um, authentic, um, in the way that he did, you know, give up that information. And he seems extremely self-aware about it as well, which is just amazing. Like you said, the opposite of Kenny. Um, so, uh, they're so cute together and I just, I've always been a huge Riley fan. So this just, you know, cemented that even more. He has like a youthful energy to him for someone who so clearly looks like a grown ass man. (laughs) Yeah. He does not have like a boyish body, but he has this like boyish charm to him, a very Mm -hmm. playful, soft spoken energy. You're so right. Like there is something very charming about him. And I think that the self-awareness, like you said, that is very, that's the opposite of a red flag to me. It's all right. You know? Everyone has stuff they're they're working through. It's recognizing that it's there is very admirable and courageous. So I appreciated it. I'm with you though. I never know if that's hour three of that conversation or <laughs> if it's like forced in a 10 minute window of production. So I'm always on the edge of my seat with you. Like, are we forcing this? Is, is this going to go, you know, astray? Um, but it was nice. And I think that it was a, a bonding moment, if you will, for the two of them. So nice moment for them good relationship (laughs) things you want to talk about before an engagement Mm -hmm. um the the storm though can we talk about the storm because 
why? Why? How how short on footage were they this week that they had to include that to hit two hours? Yeah, I know that was so just random. They hyped it up as if you know they were going to have to leave and perhaps never come back. Um, Tia was saying, you know, like I'm trying to making sure I'm staying alive here, and it's like, oh my gosh. Um, I don't know. They definitely made it more dramatic than it needs to be, which of course this is reality TV. So that's what we expect, but I just don't understand the point of having it at all, except for, you know, adding it in teasers and making it seem like production was going to shut down for a month or something like that, which obviously is not the case. You're so right. My favorite line from, I guess, you know, the production manager, whoever gave the announcement, (laughs) he said something like, there's a huge storm approaching. And as of an hour ago, it's headed straight towards us. And I'm like, an hour? It took you guys an hour to tell everyone? Like, if it's so weird, he was like, as of an hour ago. minutes dude like if it's coming towards us what what took you 60 minutes to deliver this this speech of mm-hmm. we need to get off you know the island and seek shelter and I was so excited for some um quarantine-esque yeah you know, hotel room drama which they kind of allude to some drama for mm-hmm. next week and but I was really hoping we'd get a taste of them like scrambling into vans and like rushing into hotel and it's like a, nothing happened. We came back from commercial and they were already back on the beach. Yeah, it was a complete waste of time. I feel like they could have just mentioned that it happened without actually giving us, you know, a 15 minute play by play that amounted to nothing. But like you said, there might have been drama that, of course, we didn't get to see, but hopefully it'll be rehashed next week. Yes, Please, please make the storm not in vain. Obviously, also, like, for the record, grateful that the storm wasn't, like, catastrophic and no Mm -hmm. one got hurt. And, you know, um, I'm not negligent or, like, I recognize the fact that other people do live where Paradise is filmed. So I would never wish a tropical storm (laughs) on anyone. So it was more just a weird production move, which just in the past two years, we've seen them try to stretch things with, the pandemic and you know mm. i'm sure everything they know and love about producing these shows has shifted greatly but come on it, it lacked the spice i needed and the spice that paradise <laughs> usually gives us so we'll see like you said next week we got a little more um it clearly i thought it was going to be a big moment from this week it wasn't it was a dead uh but we did have some other things we need to talk about and we'll do that right after this break So after the air quotes, making air quotes, big (laughs) storm, which could have just been maybe a small blip at the end during the credits. Yeah. um, We, we see our dear, sweet, sweet Tia um, is struggling to choose between two men, you know, a debate as old as time where (laughs) she is physically attracted to Blake, but knows James is the nice guy or the nicer guy Mm -hmm. and we must have heard her grapple for like 10 minutes uh, back and forth explaining to us in great detail how she feels about Blake and I get it I get it but Blake did not put on his best (laughs) marketing efforts last night he was a huge ass that's just plain and simple what he was he was such a prick 
Yeah, I agree. And I didn't really know what she was talking about when she confronted him, but he handled it completely the wrong way. Um, I know she was kind of saying she wanted kind of like a grand gesture or like for him to show her how, you know, he felt about her, but (laughs) he was just not nice in his response and was basically just like, how? And treating her as if she said something like so preposterous. She's like, I'm just trying to figure out who cares about me more. (laughs) And she was very honest in that of like, I have to make a choice between you two. So what am I supposed to do? Which I thought was pretty hilarious. His line was like, I already told you I would leave the (laughs) paradise. What, What more do you need? And she's like, I need more. I need a gesture. I need you to show me what those words mean. He's like, well, I told you, and that's good enough. What, like, such a bro. You're too old, man. You should know better. And poor sweet James, who keeps getting screwed over left and right. His art was so bad. He tried, but it was James. Maybe rework that one. That was rough, too. (laughs) Yeah. I like James just because I feel like he's, even though he was kind of involved with the Thomas drama, and I know some people don't really like him for that. I think he's been all around like a good guy and he seems to really care about finding love. He said in one of the scenes last night, like if he went home single, it would be devastating. And I was like, oh man, a bit dramatic, but the poor guy, I want, I want to root for him. So he's definitely better than Blake, I will say. Yeah, I team James. And I'm with you. He seems like a good guy, but the line about leaving alone devastating yeah. always cracks me up because these are like some of the hottest people with huge social media followings. Like you have the dating pool at your fingertips. You could pull anyone you want, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for me to feel bad for you. Like, you know, you'll, you'll be okay. Mm-hmm. And just take the gel out of your hair. Why is your hair so crunchy? did you see he posted a picture without the gel and he was like this is why I always put gel in my hair and I'm like it looked fine it looked different than what he does now but he still looked good so I I think that picture I'm with you it looked better he needs a new barber I think (laughs) he needs to find a better haircut like if you have thick curly hair you know you don't need to gel it flat on your scalp We, we can there's an in between between like maybe poofy curly hair that's not your vibe Mm -hmm. but we don't need to like gorilla glue that down on your scalp so you know maybe he'll take some time and read all the the mean tweets about his hair (laughs) which are you know we're just trying to help James find love that's how I interpret them (laughs) uh so I think that I think Tia is a you know a southern southern gal she wants a gentleman and Mm -hmm. I don't think she's gonna get that in Blake so We'll see, but it sounds like she's not really vibing with James. So who knows what the next two weeks will bring. Um, the end of the episode threw me for a loop, though. Because <laughs> so I was kind of like, how it was one of those. I know it was a slow episode. I was definitely on my phone. Mm-hmm. How did we get here moments? And there's only 10 minutes left. So how quickly are we rushing through this? But Ivan says, I wouldn't go after someone else because he's supposed to be with Kendall. Kendall's gone. Chelsea and Aaron are a thing, but then Ivan and Chelsea are a thing. And the end of the episode, Aaron is pissed and getting in Ivan's face and no one is pointing fingers at Chelsea. Make it make sense. (laughs) 
I know. Oh man, the whole thing's funny. I just love how Aaron gets into a fight with everyone. He's just so he we've seen his like really aggressive side, but then we've also seen his goofy side. So I've come around on Aaron. I feel like I do like him now. And he's just, I don't know. I would describe him as ridiculous because whatever he's doing is either so, you know, mad and aggressive and mad at people, or he's just like goofing around and being silly. So He's a character, but I was surprised that he didn't say anything to Chelsea. I guess maybe he will. But when this happened to him with Thomas and Tammy, he was very mad at Tammy as well. So I'm wondering if he's just so, you know, he needs his rose from Chelsea that he doesn't want to mess that up and he needs to make Ivan leave or something. I don't know what his approach is, but... Chelsea is definitely at fault too. Yes. I didn't even think of it as a strategic play. (laughs) You're so right. If you want to stay in paradise, you don't pick a fight with the person who can keep you there. You're Mm -hmm. so, so right. So I guess next week, I can't imagine they're actually going to fight. I don't think anyone can be mad at Ivan. He's so, so sweet, Mm -hmm. but they kind of leave us with this teaser that there's going to be a huge altercation and God knows what else, but we got a fight coming and only two weeks left of paradise. And I can't believe that things are wrapping up because I don't really know if I'm in love with any of these couples. No one has wowed me this season where I'm like, I adore you guys together. Yeah, same. Honestly, I do like Marissa and Riley. Um, Serena and Joe are cute. Also, what happened to (laughs) Abigail and Noah? I guess they're just too boring these past few weeks. They're just not causing (laughs) any problems, (laughs) but they're still there. (laughs) That is like spot on for her when she was on Matt James this season, Mm -hmm. you know, was a standout early storyline. And then next thing you know, she's going home. Like, she shines bright in the beginning and then kind of falls into the shadows. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Super weird. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know either, but we only got two weeks left. So maybe someone will wow me next week. Um, we'll see. I don't know. It's We have breezed through. We got three hours yep. coming up next week. The three hour episodes are always interesting. So we'll see what it brings. Hopefully some entertainment, some chaos, some authentic People not falling in love, but actually in love. Who knows? But we'll be back next week to talk all about it. Natalie, thank you. I'm Ashley. (laughs) We'll catch you guys next week and talk about almost the finale.